0: Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestry, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Monday of the fifth week of Lent, March the 27th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of the Gospel of St. John, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. John, chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. It is a story quite familiar to us. It is the penitent woman caught in the sin of adultery. This particular woman is caught in adultery, and the Pharisees and the scribes, you know, the upright, uptight people, uh, drag the woman and place her before Jesus, and they ask him a question. They say, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses ordered that such a woman should be stoned. What do you have to say about this? This particular question is uh, a uh, an ungenuine question. It's a trap. Uh, it's a disingenuous question. Uh, they're hoping that Jesus will say, "Oh, let her go. Forget about it. It's not really, well, it was just a, a slip or something like that. They were consenting adults and so on Uh, so that they can say that Jesus was soft on sin. He didn't prescribe or ascribe the law of Moses to her. He places himself above the law. He lacks moral uh, soundness in his teaching and in his person He's going above the great lawgiver, Moses. And uh, Jesus, uh, in response to them, initially simply bends down and starts tracing on the ground with his finger, uh, kind of ignoring them. Uh, Why does he do that? Uh, Jesus is not part of the blame game. People are very good at pointing fingers at others. But remember, when you point your finger at someone, there are three fingers pointing back at you, namely your own fingers. And Jesus says to us in the Sermon on the Mount, why do you take note of the speck in your brother's eye, all the while ignoring the plank in your own eye, uh We often do that, don 't we? Whenever we start pointing fingers, we have three coming back at us. What is our own sinfulness? What is our own shortcoming, which may be very much worse than the person whom we are accusing? We are condemning and judging um, that often happens. We fail to see our own shortcomings and when we are exposed, we go into all kinds of explanations. We want understanding, kindness, compassion, forgiveness. But are we willing to extend that? The words of our Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive the debts of others. Forgive as we have been forgiven. forgive as we hope to be forgiven. But what we extend to others, Jesus tells us, is extended to us by the same measure. Those who are hard on sin, they are also the ones who often want the most mercy. But why should they get more when they are willing to give much less? And so Jesus just bends down and starts uh, kind of doodling, if you will, or writing in the ground with his finger. Now, there's been all kinds of explanations or theories as to what what was there, what was he doing, what was he writing. Uh, One of them that I find uh, appealing is that uh, Jesus in the sand, the dirt, was writing the sin that this particular woman was accused of, adultery. And then a wind came and blew the sand away. That is, the sin was real. Jesus does not say she was falsely accused. Does not say she didn't commit adultery. He doesn't give her the excuse abuse. She didn't know. She was a victim of circumstance. She had a poor background. She wasn't raised properly. She came from poor circumstance. He doesn't say any of that kind of stuff. She is an adulteress. Jesus doesn't excuse that. Jesus simply turns to them and he says let The one among you who has not sinned, cast the first stone. If you haven't sinned, and they can't say that, because if they would say that, then they would be on equal footing with God, for God alone has not sinned. So they can't say that. Uh, It's a brilliant, uh, brilliant answer. And so they drop their stones and they walk away, beginning with the elders, the leaders of the pack. And it is a pack. And Jesus is left alone with the woman. And uh, he begins to straighten up and stand before her. And he says to her, woman, where did they all disappear to? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she answers. Jesus says, Neither do I condemn you. But remember this, You may go, But from now on, avoid this sin. Avoid this sin. Jesus' forgiveness empowers us empowers her and calls her to not engage in this sin again, avoid the occasion of this sin. That's not being soft, that's being quite demanding. To avoid the occasion of sin, she's set free, free from that sin, but with that forgiveness comes an obligation, a responsibility it's not simply, okay, I forgive you. Don't worry about it, see you later. Have a good life. No, there is the demand. And that's, that's the demanding part of mercy. We don't, keep, we don't keep falling into that sin, but with God's grace, we amend our life. We change the course of our direction We avoid the occasions. We avoid those who lead us into sin, into temptation, and bring us down spiritually. So let us not be part of the blame game. Let us not be pointing fingers. If you take your finger and put it in your eye, I assure you, you will not see better. You will not see clearer. Your eye will water up. You'll cover it up. And if you do that to your brother and sister, they will not see clearly. In fact, they'll avoid you. They'll avoid any good you can do for them because they're afraid of your pointing finger. Avoid pointing fingers. Bring God's love, which is a challenging love, Demanding love, avoid this sin. Avoid this sin. And so but we don't we don't bring our brother and sister closer to the Lord. By pointing fingers, putting fingers in the eye, we do it by the embrace of love, God's love and the challenge. Sin no more. Avoid these sins. And with God's grace, that sin will be avoided. Those occasions will be avoided. So that we may truly grow ever closer to Almighty God. God bless you.